Welcome to the I'm in Love with That Song podcast here on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad Page. Halloween is almost here. It's the perfect time to dig into one of the most haunting songs and I think most unlikely hits ever. This is Blue Oyster Cult with Don't Fear the Reaper. We'll be right back after this message. Blue Oyster Cult began as a band called Soft White Underbelly in 1967 out of Long Island, New York. They hooked up with manager Sandy Perlman, and after a few name changes and failed attempts to release an album, they became Blue Oyster Cult in 1971. Perlman came up with that name. They released their first album in January 1972. Their sound was a mix of hard rock, psychedelic, and progressive rock. In those early days, Blue Oyster Cult was sometimes referred to as the thinking man's metal band, primarily due to their lyrics, and they had a lot of help with those lyrics from some pretty literary sources. Sandy Perlman contributed a lot of those lyrics, but they also wrote with science fiction author Michael Moorcock, writer and critic Richard Meltzer, poet and punk legend Jim Carroll, and the great Patti Smith. Don't Fear the Reaper, though, was written entirely by guitarist Donald Roser, who used the stage name Buck Dharma. Around this time, 1976, Roser discovered that he had a heart condition, which got him thinking about his own mortality and asking questions like, does love between two people live on after death? So, this is a love song, really. A dark and creepy one, maybe, but still a love song. Some people didn't see it that way, of course. The anti-rock morality crusaders decided that the song was really designed to encourage kids to commit suicide, which caused some big trouble for Blue Oyster Cult. You could see, maybe, where they could get that interpretation from the lyrics, but it is still a bit of a stretch. And besides, it just seems like a really bad business decision for a band to encourage their paying customers to off themselves. Don't Fear the Reaper was released on Blue Oyster Cult's fourth album, called Agents of Fortune, in May 1976. It was the third track on side one, and released as a single in edited form in July. It eventually reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 on the week after Halloween 1976. Now, I am not a chart person. I could not care less where a song lands on the chart. I think the idea of treating songs like they're a competition is antithetical to the whole idea of music. But sometimes, charts can be a way just to see things in context in terms of what else is going on in pop culture at the time. For example, the week Don't Fear the Reaper reached its peak of number 12 on the Hot 100, the number six song was Muskrat Love. Now he's tickling a fancy, rubbing her toes, muzzle to muzzle. Now anything goes as they wriggle. Sue starts to giggle. 
Number six, and the number two song in America was this. That's right, number two song in America, Disco Duck. Now, there were some other good songs in the charts at this time, but this just goes to show you, to give you an idea what the rest of the country was listening to, what this song was up against, and just how unlikely it was that Don't Fear the Reaper even made it to number 12. Don't Fear the Reaper was written by Don Buckdarma Roser, and he plays lead guitar on the track as well as singing the lead vocal. Eric Bloom, who was Blue Oyster Cult's primary lead vocalist, sings backing vocals on this song, as well as playing guitar. Alan Lanier plays keyboards and additional guitar. Joe Bouchard plays bass, and his brother, Albert Bouchard, was on drums. The album was produced by David Lucas and engineered by Shelley Yakis. The song begins with two guitars playing the same part, panned left and right with plenty of reverb. Let's look a little closer at how this is layered. You've got the two intro guitars. After that first pass through the chord changes, there's another part that's added playing the same notes. And on the third pass, the bass and drums enter. Let's listen to that whole intro again. Okay, I guess now is as good a time as any to talk about the other thing that this song is famous for, the cowbell. Thanks to the Will Farrell and Christopher Walken sketch on Saturday Night Live. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. That sketch is pretty damn funny, but really the cowbell is not that prominent in this song. In fact, it's not even the most interesting percussion instrument that they use. This song also features the guiro, which is traditionally a gourd that's been hollowed out, lacquered over, and serrated so that you can scrape a stick on it. You know this sound. So let's see if we can focus in on those percussion elements. Okay, let's get into the first verse. Let's listen to the way they've approached the vocals. First, I've always thought it was interesting that on a song about death and the Grim Reaper, that they didn't go for a Robert Plant style or metal vocal performance. Instead, they go the other way with a vocal that's not big. It's largely drama-free, almost wistful. He could be singing a lullaby. It's almost counterintuitive in the best way, and that's a key element in creating the mood of this song. 
There are multiple vocal tracks here, double tracked as well as harmonies. So let's break it down. Here's the main vocal, double tracked in stereo. All our times have come Here but now they're gone Underneath that is a lower pitched harmony vocal. All our times have come also, notice that there's a keyboard part that's playing the vocal melody along with it. Now let's go back and hear all these elements together. Listen to where they've placed each of those elements in the mix. Lead vocal, harmony vocal, keyboards, left channel, right channel, all to create a rich soundscape. Now let's listen to the placement of the vocals here. Buck Dharma is singing all the parts. He's essentially doing a call and response with himself. The lines, we can be like they are, don't fear the reaper, are doubled and panned hard left and hard right, while the lines, come on baby, take my hand, are in the center. This is a great use of stereo imaging. Seasons don't fear the reaper, nor do the winds of the rain. Let's listen to that guitar lick there. I like this tasty little bit on the drums here. And it's cool how the keyboards swell up at the break there before they give way for the guitars again. Here's the second verse. After the first line, notice how the organ comes up in the mix and pans from left to right. Check out this guitar part. Okay, let's look at the lyrics here. This is a song about the inevitability of death. He sings 40,000 men and women every day, another 40,000 coming every day. He was imagining this steady stream of souls leaving this mortal coil each day for whatever lies beyond here, but now they're gone. He picked that number, 40,000 dead each day, just because he thought it sounded about right. 
Actually, he's way off. The real number is closer to 140,000. But that number is much tougher to sing anyway. 40,000 men and women every day. 40,000 men and women every day. Another 40,000 coming every day. Here's the extended instrumental part of the song, a big dramatic shift here. I believe there's a key change here as well. It really introduces a whole new feeling to the song. I really love this part. And it gives Buck Dharma a chance to really let loose on guitar. I love the way it softens to a whisper and then builds back up into the heaviest part of the song. Let's just listen to how heavy that riff is. Let's bring up the guitar solo. Love this long sustaining note of guitar feedback. There's a spooky little guitar part here. We haven't really looked at what the guitars are doing during this part, so let's check that out for a bit. Let's go back and listen to the end of this verse because I think something really interesting is happening here. The use of the call and response vocals, the repetition of certain phrases, you combine that with the calm, almost detached vocal performance, and the effect is almost hypnotic. Come on, baby. And she had no fear. 
And she ran to him, started to fly. They looked backward and said, She had become like they are. She had taken his hand, she had become like they are. Come on, baby, don't fear. When you put that on top of the relentlessly spiraling guitar part, it's all swirling around you. You can picture the curtains blowing, the candles flickering, the voices coming at you from all directions. It's all building to something. There's a new guitar part that's lower in the mix. It's a simple little part that's accentuating the chord changes, but it's just another piece that adds to that relentless motion of the music. Come on, baby. Listen to how busy the bass guitar part is. Oyster cult, don't fear the reaper. This is a gothic romance about two lovers separated by death, reunited in the afterlife. The reference to Romeo and Juliet is about love that transcends death. It's not a call to suicide. This is a song about eternal love. Still, the image of the woman taking the hand of her lover's ghost, it's a haunting one on Halloween or any other day. In the decades since this song was first released, it's taken on new meaning. When Blue Oyster Cult play the song in concert now, they often dedicate it to people who've recently died, uh, maybe a musician they admired or someone who inspired them. It's become a eulogy. People play it at funerals. Buck Dharma says he wants it played at his funeral. And so, we put to rest this episode of the I'm in Love With That Song podcast. Episodes of this show are released on the 1st and the 15th of every month, so I'll be back with a new show in about two weeks. Until then, why don't you check out some of the other great music podcasts here on the Pantheon Podcast Network. You can keep in touch with us on Facebook. Just search for the I'm in Love With That Song podcast or on Twitter at PopStaffTweets or on the website lovethatsongpodcast.com. And one last thing before we sign off. Support the artists you love by buying their music. Since live music basically stopped dead for months, they couldn't earn a living that way either. So dig a few bucks out of your pocket and buy an album or CD or the MP3 files so that your favorite artists can continue to survive. 
it really does make a difference. All right, lecture over. Here is Blue Oyster Cult. Don't fear the Reaper. Happy Halloween. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.